This is a quick recap of episodes 21 through 40. You can listen to our recap episodes at any time. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Our heroes, Bulane the Death Priest, Zerus, the Barbarian of Law, and Creedon, the Warlock of Love, were in Sternheim, investigating mayoral corruption and an impending military conflict between the villagers and the tribe of centaurs. During the course of our heroes' investigations, it was clear that the rival adventuring party, the Sharpage of the Pub, had attempted to intervene in the conflict on behalf of the Mayor Valrictus, but succeeded only in delaying the conflict. The Mayor, however, used the opportunity to murder his rivals in town, steal ancient keys to the old ruins, and disappear on a hunt for gold under the influence of his father's cursed glaive, made from the remains of the dragon felled in this region some 40 years ago. When our heroes found Mayor Val, he'd been caught in some kind of subterranean conflict in the ruins. Fairy dwarves were feuding with cursed citizens of Fenrir in a battle over long-lost gold, stolen by a dragon long ago. The mayor, a supposed paladin of the Radiant One, god of leadership and the sun, fell ill to a disease-fighting underground beast and was captured by the fairy dwarves. Bulane led a negotiation in which she double-crossed the fairy dwarves, attacking and killing them in the tunnels. Unfortunately, the fae had long ago captured the soul of the dragon felled decades before and released it, animating its truly colossal remains. The dragon skeleton, unable to find the gold it had literally died stealing, stumbled madly through the thorns to assault the city of Sternheim. Unable to strike a deal with the centaurs for aid, and unwilling to trust the mayor to fight for the town, the heroes charged after the dragon with only the aid of the cursed Fenrir humans they rescued, the cursed magic dragon-slaying glaive that belonged to the mayor, and a handful of Sternheim guards. The battle was a disaster, with part of the town destroyed, dozens of citizens dead, and our heroes nearly killled. An urgent SOS was sent to Astrigar for aid in the rebuilding effort began. Zerus, the highest-ranking official present of Sister Truth, was appointed judge to Mayor Val's crimes. Creedon became the prosecuting attorney, and two members of the sharp edge of the pub, Max and Chastity, took the role of public defenders. The trial ended in the banishment of Mayor Val Rictus from the Empire, and he was sent into the swamp with nothing but a dagger. Zerus took up the magical glaive that played a pivotal role in the incident and appeared to be possessed by the soul of the dragon now exercised from the undead remains. The peace was restored between the centaurs and the village, and work commenced on rebuilding from the dragon attack. With order restored, our heroes were given a new job, to ensure the success of the paladins from Turtle Bay, who were about to try to drive a hostile black dragon off the trade route, going through the swamp far to the south. Some 40 years ago, the black dragon, Bisynth the Silent Fang, had taken the mantle of his much older and more powerful fallen red dragon brethren, claiming the horde for itself and enslaving the local lizardmen of the swamp. It now had some kind of beef with the Allfather, a colossal crocodile blessed by the Green Man, making it functionally immortal and constantly gaining size. Our heroes set out for Turtle Bay. Upon arriving in the port city of wealth, coin, and pirates, not all was well. The local priest of the Silent Judge, who had replaced Bulane not three months before, had struck up a conspiracy with a local coin lord to resurrect the dead dragon turtle skeleton, that forms an island off the coast. After some investigation, our heroes concluded that one of the wealthy coin lords was working with servants of the vestigial and heretical Vecna, god of secrets taken to the grave. The plan seemed to be to raise the skeleton, have it destroy the navy along with the harbor and weaken the empire, leaving Turtle Bay under the control of the coin lords and the pirates. 
Our hero's investigations garnered the attention of the local Lord Zestildi, importer of fine ingredients, potions, and exotic animals from the jungles of another continent. Zestildi's great wealth had our heroes dodging assassins. To avoid making things worse, the party outsourced destroying the plot to resurrect the dragon turtle to a pirate, Dicky the Devious. Dicky was Lord Zestildi's wayward son turned pirate. Sympathetic to the Empire and anti-capitalist, Dicky is essentially a firebombing terrorist who wastes no time in burning part of his father's empire to the ground, leaving our heroes looking squeaky clean and the imposter priestess of the Silent Judge, actual cultist of Vecna, dead. Now it's time to set our heroes' sights on defeating the Dragon of the Swamp, and they've hatched a plan to trap the dragon in the lock system. For the plan to work, the heroes must cross the swamp, steal from the dragon's horde, and flee his wrath for three days to get back to the lock and spring their trap. This is just the overarching plot. Xeris managed to get the party leader of the rival team, Chastity, assigned as a new church official in Highlock, pulling the command of the members Dread and Max under him. He also chose to give in to the greed in the glaive, finding a new purpose that seems to have put him less at odds with the world. Embracing his draconic patron, Nodig, Zerus emerged as a warlock. Still a servant of Sister Truth, Zerus began working for both the church and his patron, contacting Queen Lord Tafrin Beachcrown, a likely dragon in disguise, and enlisting his aid in serving the spirit of the dragon held inside the glaive. The Archsage Mason, head of a secret society fighting vestigial gods, known as the Silver Thread, has also ordered Zerus to head to Ashagar, where things are getting out of hand in the hunt for evil vestigial gods. Belaine revealed her long history in Turtle Bay as a family woman, but her ancient history as an escaped slave from an organization known as Vanu Ulare has shown up to haunt her. Vanu Ulare is revealed to be assassins for the Empire who kill with fey poison that ages the victim to death and led by a vestigial elven god, the Ghost of Youthful Beauty. The vestigial elven goddess found Bulane through the unwitting help of her ex-lover in Turtle Bay and challenged Bulane's dedication to her goddess. The menacing force also revealed herself as a member of the same secret society our heroes joined, the Silver Thread. Creighton reveals that she had done something heretical in her youth that had bound her to a fairy. Her family was powerful enough to delay her punishment and send her to the provinces to get her head on straight. The fairy lord continued to pit her servants against each other until Creighton emerged victorious as the last warlock standing, with victories in Highlock and Turtle Bay. That fairy patron then revealed that a great change is pending in the Empire, and that her power will be insufficient for the role Creedon has to play, which will include challenging the 500-year power of the Empire's founding prophet, Astragarian Contessa. It seems this fairy is not a vestigial god, but a fairy goddess with minimal power in the mortal realm. Her task was to find those with sufficient charisma and ideas to create new religions and subvert their efforts, which is exactly what she did to Creedon. For her true power, Creedon must now find faith with one of the true gods of the mortal realms if she hopes to help the Empire and the world through this imminent catastrophe.